0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of This is CX, our West Monroe Partners customer experience podcast. I appreciate you coming back and and joining us for this episode. I'm Mike Manfredo. And this is Paul Hagen. Hey, Paul. How are you doing today? Excellent. It's Friday. It's sunny. We're happy. Excellent. Um, What I wanted to do today, um, we talk about customer experience broadly, but um, you know we start think a lot of times people think customer experience they think in the idea of a, a b2 C or business to consumer model um, you know thinking of the Disneys the Amazons the apples um, but let's talk a little bit about b2B or business to business customer experience all right I know for us at West Monroe partners we do a lot of work in that b2b space um, and so I thought it'd be good for us just to have a conversation around um, what are some of the differences or similarities when we're thinking about customer experience in, in kind of the B two B model, or B two B to C, or B two B to B, and some of these other maybe more u- unique or non traditional business models?
1: Yeah, great topic, great topic. You know, and uh, um, I, I struggle, like you said, we we do a lot of work with business, business, and business companies, and all the examples out there are consumer f- focused, and uh, you know, I struggle with that because sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, let's 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 go find some good B2B examples. There's some good uh, customer experience indices out there for, for B2B. And you start talking about, uh, you know, some of the B2B companies that have done interesting work around uh, customer experience, whether it's, you know, VMware or, uh, you know, Maersk line shipping or uh, uh, Dow Corning. And eyes kind of glaze over. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder to relate uh, uh, to ex- what experiences look like and what ex- customer experience means. Um, and so we all, you know, we've all been consumers and we can relate to those uh, those consumer focused examples. And there's a lot of great stories in them. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. But, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these business to business companies have people... Who interact interact with Amazon and, uh, uh, and and interact with Disney and interact with hotels? That, you know and interact with different companies that are doing customer experience well, and they're bringing those expectations even into the B two B relationships. Um, they're humans, and the notion of frustration, the notion of you know you've wasted my time. You know how come your processes are so difficult and misaligned? You know, those are real emotions and real experiences that really aren't that different, you know, in, from the consumer space to the business to business space, we're, we're all talking humans. Um, that said, you know, there are some big differences. You know, in the consumer space, you're talking about one customer and maybe some you know, influencers, you know, uh, around a consumer, but in the B2B space, clearly the notion of customer is multifaceted. Um, a company, you know, we did, we've worked with a company recently that's got, you know, 20, 25 customers, <laughs> you know, so it's, but within that, there's a lot of different stakeholders that are interacting with the company. So, you know, scale can be very, very different and how you manage it and listen to customers. And, you know, those types of things can be, can be quite different.
0: Yeah. So um, I I totally agree. I think uh, when I talk with clients, a lot of times thinking about improving or redesigning an experience, they always reach out for different examples in their consumer lives. Um, The number of times we've talked about, you know, the challenge of transparency and and bringing forward where they are in a specific journey as it relates to the business. The number of times I've heard, yeah, we need like a Domino's pizza tracker, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or, Um, You hear uh, staples and the easy button. We just want to make it, we we want the same thing with the easy button, right? These, the concepts of B2C, you know, I think, I agree, people relate to them easier um, to bring tangibility to some of the conversations um, versus they may not necessarily be, unless they operate uh, consistently in that B2B world that they can bring forward their own experiences the B two C aspect is certainly something that you can relate more to,
1: and I think as customer as customer experience, you know, practitioners and and pros, it's our responsibility within companies to to kind of draw those lines, right? You know, if you're going to use a B two C example, you know, some you know, a lot of B two B companies have account man the notion of account management or relationship. You know, there's relationship holders and those types of things. You know, and so it's important to find the parallels. You know, I can go to wealth management in the in the you know business to consumer world. You know, Fidelity or a J, J.D. Edwards and use examples like that where there's account management or relationship, you know, account managers own the relationship. They think they know what's going on. And yet, you know, Fidelity dug under underneath that and found a vast difference, right, of those account managers. And so you can draw those parallels that really brings it alive. And, you know, sometimes Disney doesn't make sense, but there are other the consumer examples that
0: have kind of similar operating models. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the impacts or some of the differences of B2C, uh, compared to, you know, B2B and some of these other, uh, maybe, uh, more unique or, or, uh, non, um, standard business models. So from a CX strategy standpoint, so, you know, kind of the idea of setting forth, trying to, um, change the organization to become customer centric. If you're a, if you're an organization that focuses on B2B or b 2 b to c um, how, if at all is, um, How does your CX strategy differ compared to those that might be a B2C organization? Well, so, you know, I think the fundamentals of, you know, when we think
1: about customer experience management and having a set of capabilities to manage the experience, strategy is, you know, that first pillar of of your framework. And to me, the fundamentals of a CX strategy in, in B2B or B2C are actually pretty much the same, right? It's who are you as a company? What are the fundamental things you do to drive value? How does that express itself out into a brand promise, um, you know, or a, a, an expectation that you're setting of customers? And then, how are you delivering back on uh, on that promise? Um, you know, it, uh, what are the kinds of key things that you do to improve the experience? That's going to be slightly different, you know, the tactical improvement types of things. But I think at the highest level understanding who you are as a company, um, what your North Star is, defining that North Star, that vivid description of what the experience should look like. You know, every company is going to be slightly different in in, in what how they express that. So when I think about it, the mechanics of strategy are very, very similar, um, regardless of the company that you're in. I think where it starts to get different is in the next kind of Piece of the framework, which is the customer understanding. Again, setting up a customer insights or customer understanding, voice of the customer type of program. You know, foundation for any any company. You got to do it. You got to build that up. You've got to, you know, um, y- y- you know, understand where you, you know, understand where you stand with customers. And that's where it gets a little bit different because you know, like I said, you know, we've got a client that's got twenty twenty five customers, right. How that, you know, do I set up a survey program for those guys? Uh, you know, I don't know. I might go interview them all, you know, so that a lot of people uh, in B2B world get, you know, feel challenged because it's like, look, I can't get a statistically significant number. But then I I I think to myself, well, yeah, but you could go talk to all 50 of those customers and actually have a 100% response rate or, you know, 95% response rate. You know what's going on. So, so, you know, I, I think in some ways it's easier in the B2B world. I may not, again, have anything statistically significant, but a 100% response rate is pretty dang accurate, accurate without having the numbers. Um, you know, again, another another piece of it is, you know, who is the customer? You've got any kind of, you know, you've got end users, you've got decision makers, you've got finance. There's, there's a lot of characters and understanding that mosaic uh, of who the customer is you know, is clearly going to be different than um, um, than in a B2C world. But again, B2C is segmenting customers. So B2B, you're kind of segmenting, you know, who who's interacting and how they're interacting and what they need, what journeys they, they're they going on. You have personas for all of those. So there's a lot of similarities that you can be doing with those.
0: So let me ask you that. Uh, you kind of brought up personas and the idea of defining who your customer is. I mean, in the B2B world is the customer, the organization, with, you know, then defining the uh, potential different individuals at that customer or the type of roles that you might be engaging with? Or is it, you flip it around where you're actually treating the individual stakeholders at these organizations and kind of segmenting them out uh, based on their needs and, and, and kind of the influence of the organization that they work for might actually then influence, you know, what they need or, um, you know, what they're trying to accomplish when engaging with you. That's a super interesting question. I actually find it helpful to
1: almost have an organizational persona i I, I know that sounds a little bit oxymoronic because um, a persona is a person not a not a not an entity but it's it's very true in certain in certain in in you know I was working with a logistics company that had very different kinds of corporate customers commercial customers some of them really you know wanting um to buy and add you know off the uh a la carte type of solutions they were managing their own logistics internally and there were just sort of missing pieces other- cl- uh commercial customers really wanted to buy the entire solution and and it turned out that you know the the company had segmented their their customers by you know small businesses medium businesses large businesses but actually looking at the behaviors and motivations that at a la carte versus whole solutions was a much better way of looking at the market because when they did that, they started realizing, oh my gosh, we're actually getting some very large customers that want this, this uh, a la carte solution. And we're really not well equipped to customize and tailor, um, everything we've got to individual needs. Um, so yeah, So so I find having those persona, it's almost a persona or a, a segmentation at that kind of higher level, really, really useful. Um, but then, you know, as you d- dive in deeper and understand then now how individuals work, right, you're getting into the traditional, you know, people within organizations and understanding perhaps a journey with multiple swim lanes, you know, of, you know, uh, different um people within an organization. We do, we do a lot of work with treasury management, commercial banking, um, you know, and just even onboarding, you know, you're probably dealing with five or, you know, five or six different kinds of, uh, of people who are actually involved in that onboarding experience. You know, then you're really getting into the people and how they're
0: interacting. Yeah. I think it's interesting, um, think about customer understanding and, you know, one of the tools you mentioned journey mapping, the idea that, um, you know, depending on who you define the customer as, um, that that will influence the way that you kind of go and map, right? Because if the if the individual customer is, let's say, a specific manager of this organization, that may give you, you know, certainly the journey from their perspective. But unless it's kind of then becomes a how many how many sides of the die you know uh, to see the the total journey really of the organization so like you mentioned treasury management and the and, and the the idea of onboarding for treasury management services you do have multiple individuals but at the end of the day it's still it's one journey of onboarding yep. it's just from different vantage points uh and and frankly i you know i i i kind of agree in that if you look at it at the company level right You can see that, again, journey mapping is supposed to help take that outside-in view. Think about what is truly happening for your customer. There may be a lot of interplay between the various stakeholders or individuals at that organization that could be influencing the journey, but there aren't actually directly um, engaging with the organization, right, Um, that may ultimately influence, um, you know, some of the, the the perspective, some of the expectations, whether they're met or not. Um, I think it just brings some different dynamics that you have to consider, uh, when you're thinking about it from, from the perspective of the organization versus the individual within the organization.
1: Absolutely. You know, and there's another aspect that you brought that you triggered in my, my head, um, um, in defining, defining who's the customer, you know, the, the, there's some variations on the theme the the b to b to c the business to business to consumer where you've got an intermediary you know in insurance in the insurance world uh uh you have agency a- agencies that are kind of the direct one you know and they sell then to consumers um in, in uh, you know similarly with cars car manufacturers have uh, um uh, dealerships who sell to consumers, or the B 2 B to B, where you've got you know resellers and so forth. You know, defining who's the customer and how you're, you know, understanding. Well, just the first, first and foremost, just defining when we talk about customer, who are we talking about? To me, there's a really great strategy uh, conversation of who are who are we talking about and who are we prioritizing our end consumers. You know, Intel is very much focused. Uh, on the end consumers and, you know, have a, a, a giant uh, research d- group just looking at what consumer behavior is, even though they're selling to other businesses. Um, so it's super interesting, right? Uh, other people are very unapologetically, look, we serve, you know, the, our intermediaries who, who serve, you know, end users. And, you know, again, that's a complexity there in both understanding and mapping kind of journeys um you know where, where again you may want to have different swim lanes, but that can it can get super complex and and confusing and breaking that down, I think is one of the challenges uh, that you know those kinds of companies face
0: well and and I would even point then to understanding the relationship. I mean you do have to define who are those different customers uh, because they may have an influence uh, especially in that kind of where there is an intermediary or a reseller depending on, you know, if your product or service is white, is not white labeled, right. And they know that you are that organization, you start to actually allow outside third parties to influence the experience that you're delivering, that you have to take into consideration Absolutely. when you're, when you're designing experiences or thinking through products or services that you have to take that into consideration. Otherwise you start to, you actually start to lose control over the experience, yeah. Uh, and, and your ability to deliver that. So I think it's really important to understand kind of that whole realm of who your customers are and how they interplay with each other.
1: Yep. And, and, and then, you know, setting up a voice of the customer program and a voice of the, you know, perhaps a voice of the partner program, um, you know, or voice of the consumer, voice of the partner um, or that intermediary in a to c um, you know, I think becomes really, really important. Um, and, and again, it, you know, if you're direct to consumer, you know, straight up, you know, it's a, it's a slightly easier kind of, uh, thing than, than, uh, you know, that, you know, where you actually may not even have, you know, your consumer information to go, uh, uh, uh talk to them. So, um, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, beyond, beyond that, you know, thinking going back to the, the kind of the, pillars in the framework strategy feels very the similar the understanding listening feels very different um and you you know you probably have to adapt but then getting back to now i want to take insights into action my governance or accountability you know that gets into this you know it's that's going to be similar right you got to set it up every company is going to be different there but it it has less to do with whether you're business to business or business to consumers, just how you set up that governance to move insights into action. Um, I would say metrics at a high level, you know, you got to pick your metric that the mechanics of picking the right metric um, and applying it, I think is, is, is fairly similar. And then the mechanics of culture and and change, you know, and employee engagement, you know, mechanics of that, um, um, again, will differ by organization but has much less to do with B2B versus B2C than just, you know, who are you as an organization what works for for culture change. I think in that delivery of customer experience, you know, when you're dealing with a company that's got 20 or you got or it really it's about you know, if you got relationship holders and you're spending a lot of time with customers, that's going to be a very and you have a highly considered and a complex product with a long life cycle. The delivery of customer experience and customer experience pr- improvements are going to be really different in that kind of situation than if you've got a low, you know, direct to consumer you know, I'm selling Coke, you know, the, 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 the experience with Coke is a, just a, the, the delivery mechanism is so different from that, you know, one, one to the other. So that's, you know, but again, that almost has less to do with, you know, if I'm selling a Bolt, uh, you know, or I'm selling a Coke you know, the experience is going to be different. So, you know, I think it really has to do a lot more with the nature of your business and what it takes to deliver and uh, customer experience than necessarily just B2B versus B2C.
0: Yeah. I think uh, you, you brought up metrics and um, I agree in terms of the, the framework of being able to measure, to show value that you're creating for mm-hmm. your customer. However, that's defined that it, it, it kind of, academically, if you will, or kind of at a framework level makes that, that that continues to be the same, right? The idea of choosing the correct metrics. I think we could probably spend a whole episode around what are the different types of metrics that, that you would actually choose, right? Um, Because I think the, the, the metrics that you actually choose could change based on the type of organization you are. Do you find that to be, uh, true or or, or again it's, they're actually the same considerations that you would take from a B2C to B2B, you may end up choosing the same metric.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean I I think I think it has less to do with B2B, B2C. You know, net promoter can work really well in a consumer. Uh, it can work really well in a in a in a in a B2B. Um, in certain B2C, um, you know, I would say health insurance where a consumer doesn't necessarily have choice. The notion of a net promoter score is much trickier, right? I don't have a choice, so this is a weird question. <laughs> it's like, why would recommend? Well, none of my friends have choices either because they get their health insurance through their company, right? So, so there are certain met again, there are certain metrics ease of doing business, just as applicable in you know B two C as B two B. You know B two B, I feel like you know uh, uh, tends to like the ease of doing business, and that's easier to get people to rally around ease of doing business in the, in a B two B context. Um, you know, to me, what's most important is what resonates with your company. Um, what gives you insights about you know what's important to your 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 customers? Um, trust. You know, trust is as important in B two C as B two B. Trust is sometimes another you know one of those good metrics in a in a B two B world. Um, hard to measure, um, but you know things like how effective you or um, um, how reliable you are. Um, you know that notion of you've got my back um this can be really really powerful where you've got that you know real kind of trusted relationship in a b2b kind of world so but it, but uh, you know again i can i can make that argument in the in the consumer world as well you know nordstrom and personal shoppers are as much about trust and you know and you got my back and you're you know out looking for me and 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 giving me good advice so i i don't think there's a huge difference i think it has much more to do with specific industry and and how your cons- customers are, are really interacting with you and what they need.
0: So Paul, um, you know, one of the things that came to my mind as we were talking um, B2B versus B2C, we've kind of been talking in this realm of um, you do one or the other, but there are organizations that do both. Uh, you know, banking comes to mind where they have consumers, you know, B2C, retail Um, You know, I have a checking account, um, savings account, etc. And B2B, where they work with commercial uh, organizations. So do you see any differences or additional challenges um, that an organization that can be both B2B and B2C, depending on the type of customer, Um, That could influence or impact their ability to, you know, deliver a holistic customer experience.
1: Yeah. So I think the key, the crux with um, companies that have got these multiple business units, there's one piece of it, which is how fluid are your customers across the different lines of business? You know, you're a brand, you stand for something. Um, if the experience, you know, and so as a brand, you know, we, I was working with a bank, uh, is is a great example, multiple lines, five or six different lines of business. And as we got into it, there was this, and and they thought the experience was going to be radically different and you've described it. And, you know, as they went across the businesses, they were, they, they all kind of defined it similarly, a good brand and realized that. Gosh, you know the commercial business had people who were also doing their personal banking at the business, and there were some specialty lines because if you were if you ran a small business company, you you may be buying an airplane or you know something else, and so so all of a sudden it was there was this dawning of oh my gosh our customers are the same they're expecting the same kind of service across our they they expect the bank to know them across these different lines of business and certainly keep it the same. So, so that's one thing, is right. You just, I think the challenge is everyone in their own line of business feels like we're so different in the experience that we're going to be in. And I don't necessarily think that is true or should be true. Um, I think there are certain cases where those those lines of business are so different. But then in my mind, I start thinking about you know a house of brands, right? I mean, hotels in some ways are are, are this way, where you know if you think about Starwood um your 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 Weston stay is so different than your you know W hotel. Well if you've got really different brands that are catering to different parts of the market, you know, or I'm sorry, different product offerings or service offerings that are catering to different markets. And the experience and your your differentiation within those markets is vastly different then i can i'd seriously be considering what your brand strategy is across those um um it's okay to have different experiences like that but you know i think the challenge is, is trying to trying to be a brand that stands for something and um and then having vastly vastly different kinds of you know we're, we're, e- we're cheap and easy versus we're you know, tailored and, and, and the high end products, right. You know, those are, those are, that's difficult to do. So to me, that's working that out is again, when you go to the strategy piece, understanding how you're going to, you know, who, who is it that you are and what kind of experience are you delivering? And is that lined with the, the promises you're making out in the marketplace? That's the key challenge.
0: Okay. Uh, any other last thoughts around uh, challenges or, or considerations um, in terms of differences of B2B versus B2C? Well, I like to say, you know, for, uh, you know, because some companies actually have,
1: you know, uh, B2, B2C, B2B, B2B to C, you know, lots of different business units. And and, um, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, uh, companies can, can, can feel a little, or customer experience leaders can feel overwhelmed by the complexity of it all. And my, my message almost always is, hey, in complexity, complexity gives you a great opportunity for differentiation because if it's hard for you, it's hard for everyone else. And if you can manage that complexity, if you can build that customer lens, that outside in lens and 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 rethink or reorchestrate what you do internally you know, you're going to get a leg up for those other folks who are feeling overwhelmed by the complexity of it all. So um, in
0: complexity, I see lots and lots
1: of, of, of opportunity. So we'll leave on a positive note. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Excellent. Well, uh, I think this was a, a nice little intro thinking through B2B versus B2C, Paul. So appreciate the, the conversation uh, as always. And uh, thanks everyone for, for joining us today. Thanks, everyone.